Hey everyone, Jen Amos here, your creator and co-host of the award-winning podcast show, Holding Down the Fort. Welcome to episode 100 of Holding Down the Fort, also the trailer episode to season five of our show. And I'm really excited. I just wanted to put in this intro at the very beginning because you're all in for a surprise. Jenny Lynn and I met in person. I mean, we met in person for the first time a couple of days ago, and then we decided to welcome you all back to our show by doing a recording together. And so that's what you have to look forward to in a couple of minutes. But before I do, I want to make sure I give you a couple of announcements that I was just overly excited to bring up while I was talking with Jenny Lynn in person. But we are taking on a more, I would say, focused tone, more focused objective towards season five of Holding Down the Fort. And in case you want to know a little bit about it, and just to give you an idea of what the tone is going to be like for our show moving forward, I'm going to go ahead and read to you the new description for Holding Down the Fort. So as you know, military families are far from the average American family. While in active duty, families learn resilience, resourcefulness, time management, organizational skills, flexibility, delayed gratification, and of course, how to establish a new normal after every PCS. Our award-winning show focuses, and this is new, so pay attention, focuses on sustaining a fulfilling and purposeful military life through conversation and community building. We converse with special guests from the military community and for the military community for this next season, season five, to share knowledge, resources, and relevant stories on how we can best hold down the fort for ourselves and for our loved ones. So what I have come to realize on my journey so far in doing this show is I love community building through our conversations. So that's a little bit about what to expect for the season and the tone of it. And just a quick reminder, if you haven't listened to our last bonus episode, we are in the running to potentially win an award for the 16th People's Choice Awards. So let me go ahead and tell you a little bit about that real quick. So if you want to get our show nominated, here's what you have to do. Go ahead and visit the website podcastawards.com. And when you visit that website, you're going to look for a blue button that says nominations voting now open. It'll be one of the first buttons you see on the website, podcastawards.com. From there, you want to make sure, and this is really important, to register and verify with your email address to have your nomination count. And then once from there, you can vote for your biggest podcast influencer. Obviously, I'd love it if you would vote for me or even Jenny Lynn. And then when you get to choose the podcast show, there are two categories you can find us. The first category to nominate our show will be under Adam Curry's People's Choice Award. And then the second one, the most important one, will be government and organizations. So once again, when you visit podcastawards.com and you register and verify with your email address, which you have to confirm in your inbox. So please, as soon as you're done with this, to visit your inbox and make sure you have confirmed your email address because that's the only way your vote will get counted. And then you can vote for us holding down the fort in the two main categories, Adam Curry's People's Choice Award and Government and Organizations. And that's it. Nominations are open till July 31st. We'd love for your support. Go ahead and check it out again, podcastawards.com. All right. I think that's all the updates we have. I hope that you enjoy this wonderful trailer where Jenny Lynn and I, we were able to do a recording in the second time of meeting each other. So 
have fun with that. <laughs> have fun watching us try to get adjusted and figure out our chemistry because obviously we've been doing this throughout the pandemic and over Zoom. And so I'm just really excited. Welcome home, Jenny Lynn and Matthew Stroop and the whole Stroop family. And we are just so happy to have you here in Virginia Beach. And with that said, please enjoy our conversation, episode 100, the trailer for season five of Holding Down the Fort. Enjoy. Welcome to season five of Holding Down the Fort podcast. I am your co-host, Jen Amos, and in person, in the flesh, I have my co-host, Jenny Lynn Stroop. Jenny Lynn, welcome. Welcome home. First, thank first you. Thank you. Thank you. So glad to be here. <laughs> yeah. And this was the big surprise. This is part of why we kept putting out bonus episodes <laughs> <laughs> instead of episode 100, because we wanted to show you all that we were meeting in person. And so a little backstory story to our show like I was running what the first two three seasons without you and then you yes. was it two so I came out on three maybe I think you came into three because three. like after season two is when we got the award for yeah, the show yeah, yeah. and then we happened to be recording when that happened and we were recording yes. for season three yeah. yes yeah 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 okay, I was cool. a guest on season two yes and then uh, started as co-host season three and all of season four yeah back for season five yeah, and so at the time, I'm currently here in Virginia Beach, and Jenny Lynn was back in my sort of hometown where I was <laughs> raised from, you know, for a good two-thirds of my life, I would say. The first 10 years, I was a military child. And, you know, it's just crazy to think about our story because I remember I had this epiphany that I needed to do the show with someone else, and I put the word out there in our newsletter saying I'm looking for a co-host, and Jenny Lynn, you were the one that reached out to me, and we jumped onto a Zoom call right away and we decided to just do it. And yeah. why don't you remind our audience sort of what compelled you to reach out and be like, yeah, I want to do it. Really, it's like a lot of things in my life where I kind of have this half second, that sounds fun, maybe <laughs> I'll go for it, without really thinking through any of the details or <laughs> any of the ramifications. And so I'd had a really good time being a guest on yeah. Holding Down the Fort, and I'd done a couple other guest things on other podcasts and thought, I really enjoy having conversation with people. And mm -hmm. so when you're looking for a co-host for a show largely targeted at my people, <laughs> military spouses, I was totally on board. Yeah, for sure. And I think for the mental health organization you work for, mm -hmm. I think you actually found our show first, right? And, yes. And yeah. asked to be, you know, we did this whole coordinating process to, you know, interview you guys. Mm -hmm. And like you said, that's how we met. And it's just so cool how, actually, we didn't even acknowledge this a couple months ago, but I mean, Jenny Lane, happy one year anniversary <laughs> since we've been, uh, been co-hosting. Yeah. I know that you like reshared the post some time ago and I was like, like, I mean, I've just grown really bad at celebrating anniversaries and anything so I just you know happy anniversary one year Thanks. anniversary and, and we're celebrating by you know being here in person because what happened was you know Matthew got the note that you guys were going to PCS. Yeah. I think you mentioned that there was other places you could have gone, but you were like, no, we're going to Virginia Beach. Uh, we had a choice of like between 10 and anything in Virginia, we ranked the top ones. Everything that fell outside of Virginia was definitely ranked below a five for, for, <laughs> for us. We were definitely taking place over job in this PCS yeah. because 
he's from the Midwest. I'm obviously from here. Yeah. You know, it was important for us to get back. We've been gone for about a decade and just having my parents here on the East Coast and his parents in the Midwest, like being in California was hard to get to everybody yeah, and hard to see everybody a lot. So yeah. my kids are really close to my parents. So it's been a really good transition for all of us. A transition, nonetheless. We <laughs> definitely have not, you know, we've right. not gone without like the woes of PCS transitioning. But all in all, it's been really great because we're home. The boys and I were born here. So wow, that it's is nice. so nice crazy. Back. How does it feel for Matthew, who was not from here, <laughs> to, you know, kind of be an eyewitness to this? Because I know that your happiness and your boy's happiness mm -hmm. is especially important to him because I'm sure he can think in his head like, oh, I moved them around. Like it was, mm -hmm. it was me. It was my job. Mm -hmm. It was my career. You know, so have you guys had that conversation of like what it's like for him to kind of witness you coming back home? I think in large part, Virginia Beach was his first duty station out of boot yeah. camp and A school. And so it feels a little homey to him. I mean, this is where yeah. we met and where we got married. And so yeah. for him, there's a lot of history here, too. And we have been you know, driving around and he has mentioned quite a bit like just how nice it is to be back. Mm -hmm. I will say the one thing that has been really interesting for me is that um, I still feel a little bit like being a tourist in my own town. <laughs> yeah. I drove, you know, the other day to my new PCM and it took me on a road that did not exist oh. uh, the last time I lived here. And I was like, oh, yeah. this is very strange. Yeah. You know, so there's been some getting used to like being back. And when we lived here before, we didn't live in Virginia Beach. We lived in Suffolk and mm. Virginia Beach was like, the place with the beach and the good mall, you know? So like <laughs> yeah, yeah, now, yeah. now that we live in Virginia Beach and everything is 15 minutes away, I mean, there's still a lot of GPSing things because yeah. it wasn't my normal routine to be out in this part of Hampton Roads. Yeah, um, yeah. But all in all, I mean, it's been really good. Yeah, well, I'm just so happy for that. And it's interesting because this is home for you, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for me, this was feeling uprooted for the last like three years because, mm -hmm. you know, not having my, my, my immediate family and a lot of my friends. And then you had the pandemic on top of that, making it that much more difficult to actually try and make friends. Um, it was hard. Yeah. And it was hard and it's even still hard to feel like I can, you know, grow roots and make home here. But you know what? It's better to try than to not try at all. And I just want to, you know, thank you, Jenny Lynn, for being a part of this journey with me because we I was listening to our last recording mm -hmm. before the three bonus episodes that I put out to try to prevent episode 100. But like I was listening to our, you know, season finale episode mm -hmm. and I was just thinking about like if it wasn't for winning the award and if it wasn't for you jumping on board, like I don't know if I would have kept doing mm -hmm. the show. Like I, I think that I was trying to find so many ways to build community. Mm -hmm. And you know, one thing that I've learned, Jenny Lynn, when it comes to like community building and building a home for yourself and, and having a sense of family is like you got to focus on the people who are engaging with you, who actually yeah. reach out to you and check in with you. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, I was trying to like, I think I wasn't paying attention to people mm. who were already doing that for me. Mm -hmm. So then when I realized like, oh, like Jenny Lynn wants to do this show, like, <laughs> oh, like I'm not ready for this conversation, but she is like, I can't cancel that, you know, like, and, and we were talking about that in the last episode. It, it happened to be a week where like all your meetings were canceled in one day. And then that was also like a day except for our interview. Right. And right. I was going to like last minute text you like, hey, I don't want to do it. But like, if you want to do it and you said yes, I was like, OK, I got to do it. But the point is that like, 
And, and actually, we were talking about this off-season, the book Tribe by yeah. Sebastian Younger. Yeah. And I read that book like in two days. Like, I mean, I took a break halfway because I mean, I was surprised how quickly I got into it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the biggest thing I got from that book is that, you know, part of building community and part of mental health is like being a part of something greater than yourself. Yes. Yeah. You know, and feeling like you're contributing to a society. Mm -hmm. And for me, I feel like there's so much purpose and so much belonging in the military community mm -hmm. that for me, it's like, I mean, for as long as you're gonna do this show with me, <laughs> and as long as, you know, Scott and I are in the military, you know, working with the military, I think we're gonna stay here for a while, you yeah. know? And again, I just wanna thank you so much for like your involvement and again, just being involved because like I, I've said that like a million times already. Um, it's so funny doing this in person. This is like the first time we're doing this in person, y'all. So I'm just like, oh, I'm still making the same yeah. mistakes We've in person. We've only had one other in-person conversation <laughs> offline. So, you know. Yeah, we're, we're trying to... for everyone. <laughs> yeah, this is like new for all of us. And I, I'm sure for a lot of people who probably like met people online during the pandemic, now you're right. meeting in person, you're like, how do we do this eye contact thing? Do I look at the camera? or do I look at Jenny? <laughs> right, right. But anyway, I said a lot. I just want to pause and see if you had any thoughts. Oh, I mean, oh man. One, Sebastian Younger, great book, <laughs> Tribe. I appreciate that you read it after I sent oh, you the yeah. link. Yeah. It was um, great. I even watched like his, I think he had like TED Talks and stuff after. Oh, yeah. And I watched a couple of those and I was like, I was, yeah, anyway, go on. Yeah. Well, I, I read that book a couple years ago, probably midway through our tour in San Diego. Tours, I should say. We have mm -hmm. multiple tours in San Diego. And just with the mental health things that my own family has gone through and that I've seen in the military community at large and with my own friends, there was something so comforting about that book that just reminded me of why it's important to engage and mm -hmm. why community is so important and how it really is isolation that brings kind of people down down and you know for as much as you say this podcast like save you during the pandemic it was the same for me yeah. sure i was having work meetings and i was i mean i do outreach so i have yeah. a lot of a yeah. lot of work meetings but really sitting down and taking the time to have conversations with people recorded or not are such a lifeblood for me. I mean, I, I've done a lot of individual, emotional and spiritual work. And mm -hmm. the one thing that continues to ring true for me is how much community and hospitality and belonging are just such a core of who I am that I'm really happy to be part of another community that's holding down the fort podcast, folks. Like yeah. it's just one more way that I get to connect with people and that's something I hold very dear. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We're having a moment, we're having I'm a, a moment. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really happy and I, I'm grateful and it, it means a lot and I mean, I'm just gonna talk in circles now because I, I really, I'm like, try like put on foundation for the first time. I was like, don't <laughs> mess up your makeup, Jen. But no, that means a lot. And thank you so much for sharing that. And like I said, you've been such a great asset to the show. You and Matthew, <laughs> by the way, we were, we were having- personal PAO. Yeah, we were having talks about having a group chat so that I was like, hey, if Matthew has ideas, which apparently he does like all the time, just add us to a group chat and we're gonna be able to get his input and stuff like that. Yeah. But you know, speaking of which, we are now in season five and we talked a little bit about kind of the hopes we had and a lot has happened, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to say the least and I'm not ready to talk about specifically what has happened in my personal life, but what I will say is that as soon as Jenny Lynn got here, I've decided I'm gonna do some crazy traveling for the next upcoming months. We have talks about possibly 
meeting up again in September, which I'm not going to get into the details yet because we're still finalizing it, but it's really exciting. <laughs> so it was it kind of a, another last minute thing that we decided like seven days ago, I think, like last week when we met. <laughs> yeah, last Tuesday, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah, that's exactly a, a week ago. Wow, time is flying by really fast. But so it's, it's funny because like just when Jenny Lynn got here, I've decided <laughs> to make the sporadic decision to go traveling. She came from California. She just got here to Virginia. I've decided to go back to California <laughs> for, for a little bit. I'm going to try not to be offended by that move. You know, <laughs> It's like I got like really freaked out that Jenny Lynn was here. I was like, oh, you know what? Actually, I haven't seen my family in forever. And San Diego sounds great. <laughs> San Diego sounds amazing. But either way, like I have loved that we've done this virtually because yeah. it's not like we're going to skip a beat. You know, like yeah. we can still, you have your microphone. Thanks to Santa. I have my microphones and lavalier mics if I do anything in person. But yeah, we're just really excited to continue doing the show. And so last season, it's funny because I, I made some like, big promises of things that were going to get done because I thought that between that time and now was plenty of time to make a blog and revamp the website. Well, I was wrong. There's <laughs> not enough time due to everything that's going on. So really what I want to do today is talk about our intentions, actually. that I think the how-tos will figure themselves out, but I want to talk about like what we hope to do for this mm -hmm. next season and what we have already discussed. Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, in theme of community, I'm really excited to bring back past guests onto our show. So there's a couple that I've already been in talks with in the recent weeks, and I'm just really stoked. So I don't want to reveal all the names just yet, but Jenny Lynn, how do you feel about, you know, reconnecting with some past guests? I mean, if you haven't been talking them offline already. <laughs> Most of them, I will say that, I mean, this, again, this podcast has been great for community and I've mm -hmm. kept up with some you know I'm really excited to have some folks back on to talk about whatever is their newest most upcoming and we yeah. also have some guests scheduled that are coming in a different capacity. So yes. they may have come in one capacity and talked about a certain aspect of what they do and who they are but they're yeah. coming on to talk about you know other things that they yeah. do and who they are and I'm really excited about yeah. those conversations. Yeah, yeah, me too. Like when I was catching up with some people, I know that some people have new projects they want to talk about. They have, you know, maybe new upcoming events or they have, you know, they want to maybe update us on their journey of what they have been working on in the recent months. And so I'm just excited, you know, mm -hmm. to really do that. And so for me, that's really my job is to go back and bring everyone. But in addition to me bringing on past guests, Jenny Lynn actually has plans. So we have different roles now. Jenny Lynn's tasks, her duties have expanded on the show from just showing up to actually bringing people on. Not that I ever asked her to, but she is, you know, trying to tie in even her own professional efforts mm -hmm. into the show. So without revealing any actual names Got or it. people you want to bring on, Jenny Lynn, give us a hint of maybe your intent behind mm -hmm. the people you want to bring for this season. Yeah, I think, you know, when we had James Laporta on and I asked yeah. because of what he does for a living, you know, they kind of asked for the metrics of like what we do here. Yeah. Um, and that was really important to me because we've never really talked. Me I literally yeah. <laughs> have just shown up and talked like that's literally been my role and I'm OK with that. But, you know, getting into kind of the how it's made and the what our purpose is and the who we're talking to really kind of sparked something in me to go, okay, well, if we're talking mostly to seasoned military spouses and families, yeah. that is me. Yeah. And I can be totally honest and say that I've been married 12 and a half years, mm -hmm. and I've been in and around the Navy because of my husband now for almost 14. Mm -hmm. And 
It wasn't until I began working for a veteran service organization that I even realized the depth and breadth of what we have available to us. Yeah. And I come across it every day. I mean, I just yeah. had a meeting Friday where the woman was like, I had no idea any of this existed in San Diego. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I just, you know, having this outlet of holding down the fort has been really fun for me to be able to go, well, if I didn't know this, mm -hmm. then there are probably hundreds of other people that didn't know this. So what better place than to have a conversation with these people that are, you know, from our community, doing good things for our community yeah. and just having a really good conversation. And so, you know, the, the list of names on my phone is largely, <laughs> <laughs> largely to do with like, how people show up for military families like what is happening in and around our community every day to you know bring military spouse to the forefront of conversation military mm -hmm. spouse employment to the forefront of conversations yeah. and like healthcare and all of those things so that's kind of been the uh, the spark between the good idea fairy that has now listed <laughs> names on a note on my phone while we were driving across the country. Yeah, so. and I'm glad that, you know, because obviously, and I, I mention this quite often, like I've been far removed from the military for mm -hmm. 20 plus years. And, you know, my husband's a veteran. The people I work with are veterans, essentially. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so, you know, part of why I started the show is because I wanted to kind of be on the fast track to understanding what is going on. Mm -hmm. And so I've just been so fortunate that when Jenny Lynn joined, at the time, I wasn't thinking about career military families. And then what we started to learn is that career military families appreciate long-term financial planning more so than, let's say, the younger couples, mm -hmm. because they're just like, oh, well, I have money, I have benefits, like everyone's telling me what to do, it's great, you know, like I don't have kids yet. And so for us, we're like, well, let's just focus on them more. So that way we, you know, just talking about what you mentioned with James, it's like, let's, ha let's be hyper-focused so that we can really hone in on certain people and serve certain people. And also, like, I was a career military family as well. My dad had served for, you know, 18 years and like literally like I don't recall my mom using any resources other than our family. You know, fortunately right. we come from a big military family and we just kind of leaned against each other. But other than that, like I didn't even know that I was a gold star daughter till like a handful of years ago, literally had no idea. Yeah. And it was because of the show that I started to learn about the resources available to us and even know that there's help and people that want to share our stories as a gold star family. So, you know, all in all, I'm just excited to continue to you know, bring on these people mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. not just share the resources. And you actually mentioned this in the last episode, the, the one before the three bonuses, so episode 99. <laughs> We're saying that was the last one. But you mentioned, you mentioned something that I thought was really important to me, and I actually wrote it down in my notes here, even though it's not in front of me, but I know it's there. You mentioned that, you know, we're providing resources through storytelling. Mm -hmm. And I love how you said that because that is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just like giving you fire hose of information saying, yeah. here's everything, here's what you need. But just very often when we do work with career military families who are transitioning, like those last two, three years of going through TAPS and whatever, they're just like, Ooh. That is the military <laughs> way, like information by fire hose. Yeah. Like, let yeah. me just lay it all on you right now yeah, and hope like, that you absorb you something. So. Yeah, and so our goal is, my hope with the show, and I don't have the new <laughs> description, and I'm like so unprepared, but actually, no, I do have it memorized, so not memorized, I have an idea. So, you know, the tone of the show moving forward is that 
what I realize, you know, Jenny Lynn, when it comes to community building, mm -hmm. uh, at least for us and for me, is I want a community build through conversation, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know, through connecting in this way. And that's what we hope to do with the show moving forward is to continue to amplify those stories, especially of those who have resources that they want to come forward with mm -hmm. and tell us, like, what compelled you to want to share this resource? Like, how did you even hear about it to begin with, you know? And so I'm just excited for all the new blood <laughs> that you're going to bring yeah. on our show, yeah. as well as, I think, of, yeah, as well as, like, you know, kind of expanding the holding down the Fort family. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, talking about expanding the holding down the Fort family, that was the other good idea, Ferry, that kind of <laughs> wandered into my brain on the 3,000 miles it took to get from San Diego to here. And really, it came from another conversation. Matthew and I were... In Nashville, it was our last stop, yeah, uh, really until we hit Virginia, and we went and had lunch on the rooftop of the hotel we were staying in, mm -hmm. and I mean it was a great like just a great outdoor space, and yeah. it was like eh, mid afternoon, and there were just lots of people there, and so it's just a sit wherever you know mm -hmm. you can order food, you can order drinks. And there was clearly a group of four people that had come together and they were very, but the only two seats available were like sort of near them. And yeah. so I'm, I don't know if people can see me talking with my hands. <laughs> like, you know, and so Matthew was kind of like, hey, are these, are these taken? They were like, no, well, you know, inadvertently that inserted us into like their conversation yeah. and their world. And so we did the whole like, where are you from? Mm. Are you hanging out here? Like what brought you to Nashville? You know, yeah. all these type of things. We ended up spending, I don't know, two and a half hours. Like, we literally went up there to eat our hot Nashville chicken, not in our hotel room. Are you there familiar you with hot chicken? It's hot. Well, it's I do now. <laughs> it's delicious. Like spicy chicken? Yeah. Or, it's, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's called, it's like a Nashville thing. It's hot, okay. Hot. I'm going to have to, like, look into that it's now next really, time I'm in Nashville. It was really good. <laughs> okay. It was really good. So hot chicken, y'all. Hot chicken. <laughs> so we literally went up to the roof to eat our hot chicken so we weren't making a mess in the hotel room. Yeah. And we ended up spending two and a half hours, you know, wow. talking with these people who were from the Midwest. And it was a fascinating conversation of just what started with where are you from and where do like yeah what are you doing in Nashville to you know when we said that we were military and we were PCSing and explaining what PCS yeah, means yeah. and, and all like what's that? they were fascinated mm. because where they're from there are not a plethora of military folks there are people like Matthew who are from there mm. But there are not people that live there mm -hmm. on a daily basis. And it's something that in an area like Virginia Beach or San Diego, when I would talk to my like San Diego friends, they were like, there are people that don't know about you guys. And I'm like, yeah, there are more people who don't have daily interactions with military folks true. than who yeah. do. Yeah. And that conversation just, we ended up telling them about the podcast and we ended up telling them kind of about like, you know, our journey as a military yeah. family. And it just unlocked something in me that has been there. I mean, we've talked before about how, as a military spouse, I kind of personify the bridge between civilian and mm -hmm. military life. Yeah. But it just gave me that one more like spark to that connection. They were so interested <laughs> and so like, oh my gosh, tell me more, that I was really like, oh, this is really important. And so, you know, as we talk about expanding the family, my hope is that as we're providing resources to our seasoned military families, we are also bringing along people that may not have otherwise 
met us. And mm -hmm. by us, I don't mean just you and me. I mean like us as a military community. Yeah. And that we provide some insight to the kind of life we lead because really what we found crossing the country is that we are all a lot more similar than we are different. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, no, thank you for saying that. And uh, I got you right here. <laughs> There was something you said that really stood out to me, and I already like lost my train of thought because I was like, I got you, I'm gonna take over, and then I just forgot. Because I said so many words. No, 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 I love that you shared that story because being raised in San Diego for the most part, like after living the military life, like military life was normal to mm -hmm. me, like running mm -hmm. into people like veterans and people serving, it was very normal for me. And what I love about doing the show is that it reminded me, and you reminded me that, and even Scott reminds me, like, that less than 1% of Americans serve, right? Mm -hmm. And there's even a, a smaller percentage of those that are military spouses. So the reality is the majority of America doesn't know what right. it's like to be a military family. And sometimes I think that often they look at us as one dimensional sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so I think that even in my experience interacting with uh, my civilian counterparts, like especially when I think about the podcasting community, mm -hmm. like I'm one of the very few military mm -hmm. podcasters, you know, out there and like active in these communities. And sometimes I like to think that in talking to civilians, I remind them of their mortality, <laughs> if that makes sense. It's like, I think that like, when they think about, let's say, their day-to-day -day problems, mm -hmm. and then they learn about my story, and they learn that there's like behind every, you know, service member there's a family. Mm -hmm. I think some people, kind of, they're they're a little more grateful for their own life, yeah. knowing that there's people like us who have made these types of sacrifices mm -hmm. to protect you guys, you know, and your opinions, <laughs> you know, of things. And I say that in the best way possible, like just remembering, like you know, why you have your rights, why you have your freedom of speech, why you have like this opportunity to live this amazing American life because there's families such as us who are, who've made these kind of sacrifices. And part of why I want, I continue to do the show is to remind us all that and to remind myself of the privilege of having been raised in a military family mm -hmm. and everything. So I think it's just all good feelings, <laughs> you know, all around. So all that being said, I want to welcome you all back to season five of Holding Down the Fort podcast. And obviously, Jenny Lynn, welcome home <laughs> to Virginia. And I'm so glad to have had this opportunity before I dip for a, a couple weeks <laughs> back to where you just came from. I'm just happy to continue to be in community with you. And I look forward to the new stories and relationships that we're going to have and just kind of continuing to expand this Holding Down the Fort family. So offline, Jenny Lynn was asking me, so when's season five going to start? That is a great question. I will say right now, at the time of this recording, we are inviting people to be interviewed. So we're, we're starting that process. And so if you are interested in being a guest on our show, of course, if you've already applied to be a guest, we'll be reaching out to you soon. I know I keep saying that, but I mean it this time. <laughs> so we will invite you. And then, of course, I know Jenny Lynn is going to have some new faces joining us as well. But I think we're looking toward my guests. This is my guest is either toward the end of summer or start of fall. Got it. But the goal is end of summer, which is like, I guess, August. It's already like next week at the time <laughs> of this recording. But yeah, that's when we hope to come back. And I guess that's it. I feel like that's all we have to share for today. I'm just really glad, you know, Jenny Lynn, that you're here. And I know this won't be the last time we do recordings in person, but it's great to be here. And, it you is. know, it's interesting because as I decided to kind of go back to California for a little bit, I just have to say that, you know, despite how hard it is for me to have build a local community here i still have just really appreciated i guess they call it southern hospitality <laughs> right yeah i just feel like the fact that we know our neighbors like mm -hmm. they just 
knock on our door and have a conversation with us at the time of this recording. Last weekend, it was Scott's birthday. And so our neighbors came over and gave us a gift card and we were just talking a little bit. And I'm going to miss that, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. obviously I'm going to be coming back, but like I'm going to miss like just that for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like in California, everyone's like always on their phones and, you know, just kind of like staying in their own world for all, you know, for all good reason, which, you know, but I, I think that I get to come back to California with just a little more of that, to adapt a little bit of that Southern mm-hmm. hospitality. And I don't know, just that generosity, I feel yeah. like that people out here give, just mm-hmm. that willingness to have a conversation with you to, you know, even like our neighbor was saying like, hey, do you, do you want us to like check your mail while you're traveling, mm-hmm. you know? And I was mm-hmm. like, that's a great question. And you know, <laughs> like, I just really appreciate that, yeah. you know? And so I hope that's something that I can bring back to like mm-hmm. my friends and family in California and show that kind of generosity. And I don't know, I just really have come to enjoy it here. And now that now you're here, so. I know, well, I mean, even as we've been recording, there have been no short of 15 people that have walked by <laughs> behind the camera that you all can't see, that literally look in and smile and kind of like half wave. And it just, um, yeah. for me, that is the feeling of home that I was yeah. most grateful for getting back to. Um, Okay, can you tell me about that? Because like, (laughs) because it was, okay, it was quite a culture shock for me when it first happens. I will tell you the first time it happened, we were in Richmond and like Scott and I and our dog were walking on one side of the road and then there was this other lady on the other side coming this way and she was just like, And, I, and I'm like, is she waving at us? And it's funny, I actually made this as part of my stand-up bit, like for my thing that I did through a, a nonprofit recently. But help me understand, what is up with the wave? And I say that in the, I say that in the best way possible. But is there something that I'm, you know, missing out on that I don't understand? Either way, I love it. I just want you to know I love it, but I'm curious if you have any insight on the wave, because I feel like it's everywhere out here. I mean, chances are out, and I, I mean, it's, it's interesting being in Virginia Beach because it's even less less of a thing here. Oh, oh than, I mean, I grew up in a village, like yeah. not a town, not a city, a village with one yield sign and <laughs> everybody knew everybody. And so of course we were waving at each other because my parents yeah. had gone to high school with this person and like mm. this neighbor had a child the same time I was born. So we grew up together, you know, right. and it was very familial. And I just, I think, that is kind of the spirit with which this area operates. There's a large fam- familial like yeah. air, and it just is a a politeness. You don't get a lot of other places. We can sidebar on politeness later, but that <laughs> portion of politeness is something that I did really miss mm-hmm. being away from here. Just that acknowledgement that you're another human being walking down the street. You know, yeah. we went from here to the Northeast and then to California where everyone really is like kind of in their own little world unless you are able to break into that. But that invitation of just like the wave or the acknowledgement, you know, I I mean, I think that's all it is. It's just really an acknowledgement that you're another person standing on the sidewalk. Yeah. You may not know them. They may (laughs) not know you. It's just a, hey, yeah, there you are. (laughs) Yeah, I, I got so used to it. I started doing it to people. So when someone didn't do it to me, I was like, I was like, is it me? Like, did I, did I do something? (laughs) But no, I I love it. And that's one thing I've grown to appreciate out here as hard, as hard as it has been. That's something I appreciate. It's like, oh, well, at least like you said, like we don't have to have a conversation, Mm -hmm. but hey, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And so I just, I appreciate that the UPS guy does it. Like our neighbors, (laughs) you know, strangers do it. It's, it's just 
the most interesting thing. When I when I realized that not everyone was gonna stop and talk to you, I was more comfortable doing it. I think I think that was I think that was the part that freaked me out. For the first I was like, oh, if you're trying to get my attention, we're supposed to talk. And the problem is that I'm an enabler. I get people to talk a lot, and I just don't want to go through that, oh, you know. Yeah. And so so fortunately, people were just like, oh hi, you know. And I was like, oh yeah. okay, that's it. That's all. <laughs> that's that's I can keep going with my life, yeah. you know. But anyway, thank you for that culture lesson. You're welcome. <laughs> out here in Virginia Beach or East Coast or. I don't know. Is it just? I mean, I'm just. I'm gonna say like Virginia. It's a it's Hampton a largely Rose. southern thing. You will find it. The farther south you go, probably the more often that will happen. Yeah. You know, I found that is pretty typical of the southern culture that I have experienced. I mean, yeah. our neighbor brought us a cheesecake and literally handed it to Matthew as he was cutting grass and was like, "I saw new cars in the driveway. Welcome to the neighborhood." Aww. The end. Like, oh my gosh, it was, it was delicious too. <laughs> Wow, they like really took their time. <laughs> They're probably planning for it because all the neighbors knew that that house was empty. They're like, oh, then we're gonna have a new person. Yeah. You know, coming. The, the sale sign is down. Like someone's moving in. It's gonna yeah. be great. Yeah. Again, I, I really like. I really love that about mm-hmm. being out here. And it's. I think it's kind of gotten me to be a more open person in a mm-hmm. sense, and not so like, okay, I'm gonna just look at my phone whenever someone walks past me. Because right. you know, I mean, culturally speaking, in California, I feel like it's almost threatening when you give someone eye contact in person. I think like because it's like, oh, is that person gonna like, you know, pickpocket me? Are they gonna like, right. you know, are they trying to mad dog me? Are they trying? I don't know. It's it's just it's very weird. But anyway, I am glad <laughs> to be out here and to have experienced all this, and I'm just glad that you're here. I'm glad. So anyway, I feel like we overextended this conversation. You know, welcome everyone to season five. Obviously, you can sign up for our newsletter to see when, my hair is like in my face, sorry. You can sign up for our newsletter to see when we're officially, officially starting, but we figured we'd get this trailer out to you so that you can, you know, see us in person, see us in the flesh. This is how we look like after the pandemic. We made it. (laughs) We survived, Jenny Lynn. We did, Yeah. we did. Okay, well, we appreciate you all. And yeah, with that said, we look forward to chatting with you all in the next episode. Tune in next time. (laughs) 